atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for August 14th of the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two at two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Now, this is a very interesting twist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to defend a Planned Parenthood right now. You ready? (laughs) Police say that a man vandalized Pennsylvania Planned Parenthood offices. I guess he smashed the window with a brick. Spray painted the words, quote, blessed are those who mourn. He wrote that on the interior wall of the Planned Parenthood, etc. And I don't believe in uh, Planned Parenthood at all. And what they do is horrible, evil, satanic. Uh, murder, no question. But, Kurt, um, I don't support this wacko uh, creating vandalism either. Uh, and so I'm not defending the Planned Parenthood as much as I am defending, hey, you know what? Um, we can debate the legal terms here. We can debate what we believe about them all day long. But this vandalism and violence has no place. And so I'm going to stand up and say, hey, we got to prosecute this uh, vandal to the fullest extent of the law, Kurt. Well, good point. Um uh... You know, it's it's amazing to see how it all goes, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's so easy good. to see based on principle, though. Look, you know what? Vandalism is criminal activity. It's wrong. It's got to be stopped. I don't care who does it. It's wrong. Well, you couldn't be more correct, Sam. I mean, when you... Uh, it's it's so refreshing to at least find somebody that uh, will tell it like it is. Uh, Larry Clayman, a good example. Larry Pratt, another great example. Uh, and yet, uh, in this world we live in, with all the uh, fake news, as the president calls it, uh, it's it's difficult to find uh, the truth. I hear that. Yeah, moving to other topics, though, Kurt. I hope you got it on the ground floor on this one, buddy. If you didn't, I really feel bad because basically it's uh, it's all filled up. In fact, there's a waiting list now. We're talking about Kurt the Nike Adventure Club. Do you know about this, buddy? Nope. I'm Come on, man. Aware of the yeah, Nike, Nike is launching a kids subscription service, according to USA Today, and they say that this awesome adventure club, man, it's going to cost between thirty and fifty bucks a month, and you can get shoes for your kids. And when your kids grow and you need to, you know, change shoes fast, you can. Anyway, you get all these special perks and outdoor games and things that parents can do with their kids. And it's the first subscription service for kids via Nike, and it helps parents with shoes. Kurt, you in, buddy? Everybody and their dog is signing Ooh. up for it. They got a big old waiting list, buddy. I'm going to hold off, Sam. Uh, I don't see why you don't just double down and jump in with both Nikes, Kurt. Come on. Mm-hmm. Good point. Everybody else is doing it, you know. Now, yeah, 30 to 50 pressure. bucks a month to me is just insanely expensive, Kurt. I mean, it is just insanely expensive. I usually go well, to secondhand stores yeah. to get shoes when kids' feet are growing so fast. There you go. Good point. You know, or garage some, sales or yard sales. Or yeah, I don't like garage sales or, or yard sales. But I know I get your point, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I prefer to donate to, like, the Salvation Army or in, in our area. They have what's yeah. called Deseret Industries, so I usually don't have garage sales. I put my stuff there because I believe it's a better place to, to, to find things and stuff like that. Um, and it helps with the um, 
humanitarian kind of efforts. Anyway, I digress a little bit, except to say, I just don't know how, you know, you can afford 30 to 50 bucks a month for every kid for shoes, Kurt, or for this subscription service. I mean, it's like, wow, um, they're finding more and more and more ways to part us from our money. I'll tell you that right now. That's a great point. Um, what we probably need to do is have some kind of like a food stamp program for shoes, though. You know, I mean, to to make sure that everybody has this Nike experience, don't you think? Yeah, so? I would say that's probably a necessity. I mean, we've gone from Thoreau basically <laughs> trying to get food and shelter and clothing and fuel. And then we're kind of coming to this where it's like absolutely vital. Um, anyway, I just find that kind of interesting, that whole deal. Anyway, Nike... They're hoping to, you know, kind of grow things. I'll tell you that right now. Now, Pat Buchanan is in the news with another outstanding article, Kurt. Well, yeah, uh, and he's, you know, he's got, uh, it seems like always something good to uh, add to the mix. And uh, in this case, uh, he says uh, um, China is a threat. But America can prevail. And then the uh, sub-headline, only Trump has taken on the Middle Kingdom. Uh, You know, I I wasn't familiar with this whole uh, phrase, the Middle Kingdom, that much. Uh, Do you think you understand it? I understand what, Kurt? The Middle Kingdom kind of phrase that he uses here. Well, the I don't know that I understand it completely, but what we've done is we've built China, Kurt. Okay, we, uh, with our tax dollars over the last 50 you know, years or whatever else, 70 years in that range, we've really kind of built this Middle Kingdom where, you know, China wasn't even relevant on the, on the quote, economic engine stage years and years ago because they're communists, Kurt. They're, you know. And communism doesn't generate wealth and doesn't, doesn't generate productivity and doesn't uh, foster a middle class whatsoever. But the United States, with our love of and most favored nation trading status uh, we've given to China, we've literally built this middle kingdom they're talking about. We've really built and turned China into a powerhouse economically, um, militarily, etc., etc., etc. And so now the war's on. Uh, is kind of the point. So China is a threat. Why is China a threat? I thought they were our most favored nation trading partner. Well, this is kind of where the debate happens, right, Kurt? Good point, Sam. Is that uh, uh, what you're looking for? Well, But America uh, can prevail. He says China, not Russia, the greater threat. Um, You know, and uh, he says uh, 10 weeks of protest, some huge, a a few violent culminated with a shutdown of the Hong Kong airport. Now, I've kind of watched some of these reports uh, in the last, uh, you know, several weeks uh, a little bit. And, you know, I was kind of wondering what, uh, if anything, we should comment about it. But uh, he says, Omin- ominously, uh, Beijing described the violent weekend demonstrations as uh deranged acts that are the first signs of terrorism and vowed a merciless crackdown on the perpetrators. China is being pushed toward a decision it does not want to make to use military force, as they did in Tiananmen Square 30 years ago, to crush the uprising. Uh, For that would reveal the character of President Xi 
Jinping's uh, communist dictatorship, as well as Beijing's long-term plans for this semi-autonomous city of almost seven and a half million. We're talking about Hong Kong. Uh, but he says uh, this is not the only internal or border concern of Xi's regime. You know, and then he talks about some other places. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is there's... Um, a whole lot of stuff going on there. Yes, there uh, is. Now, this term Middle Kingdom has China. to do with thousands of years ago or whatever. China considered itself kind of the center of the earth. Uh, and this is kind of what, uh, you know, uh, any, um, oh, what do you call it, empire kind of thinks of themselves, Kurt? And that's kind okay. of where the discussion is. And I'm saying we've literally turned uh, China from a failing communist dictatorship into a middle kingdom status they're literally poised if we don't do something quick they're literally poised to have this middle kingdom status they kind of pretend they've had or they've kind of suggested they've been in which is kind of the economic center of the earth the political center of the earth the uh, and this this view has gone on for a long time we've resurrected their dreams with our quote free trade policies curtain our most favored nation trading status we've let the uh, economic engine of the freest country in the world uh, be literally the catalyst to promote the communist nation of China and give them this returned Middle Kingdom status. And what Pat Buchanan is referring to is, hey, with Donald, no more. Donald's been the only one, Kurt, that has been willing to stand up to this, quote, Middle Kingdom. Um, only Trump has taken on the Middle Kingdom. And, and you know what? Pat Buchanan is spot on on this one, Kurt. He's well, right. that's right. In uh, in his commentary that you can read at uh, WND.com, among other places, he says, uh, China's claim to Taiwan, uh, which is what some folks call the Republic of China, is being defied by Taipei. I think that's the capital of Taiwan, as far as I understand, which just bought $2.2 in U.S. military equipment, including Abrams tanks and Stinger missiles. Any Taiwanese declaration of independence, China has warned, means war. Uh, while Taiwan's request to buy U.S. F-16s has not yet been approved, in a rare visit, Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen, uh, I'm sure I said that properly, uh, stopped over in the U.S. recently before traveling on to Caribbean countries that retain diplomatic relations with Taipei. Beijing has expressed its outrage at the U.S. arms sales. You know, what do you say about that, Sam? Well, I say that, you know, this is a very complicated issue. Um, because America's made it complicated, Kurt. It isn't complicated to understand that we uh, believe in freedom and the free enterprise system. Uh, and we don't believe in free trade. We do believe in fair trade. But the communists believe in a whole different viewpoint. Well, they've learned enough about how egregious communism is around the world. So they've literally backed off from the hardcore you know, communist kind of stance, and they've, they've kind of backed into the socialist idea, and they've literally cuddled up to one of the greatest economic engines in the world, the United States. And there's articles right now released on the Internet uh, from big news organizations talking about how these China people come to the United States, and it's a shopping bonanza for them. It's just like a shopping heaven. Uh, <laughs> and because we are the biggest economic engine, and some of the China... Uh, shoppers that come to the United States to go shopping and literally talk about how the goods are made in China, but they can't even get the goods that we get from China themselves in China. And so they want to come to America to shop for their own Chinese-made goods uh, and return home. And one 
person that documents this says, all my friends are asking me to take orders and bring stuff back for them. I mean, it's just crazy town what we've done. Pat's nailing it. Hold on. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. With news the networks refuse to use, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. So to hammer this point home of what I was mentioning, there's a headline that says, Why... Do we Chinese love coming to America? Shh. It's the shopping. Yang Zheng. How do you say this guy's name? Yan Zheng. USA Today writes the piece. Uh, and, and I bring this up because there's some interesting tidbits in this that really relate to us. Listen carefully. First headline says trust. That's why. After numerous product and food safety scandals in China. In recent years, many Chinese, Chinese people do not trust domestic products in China or sales channels. More than 30% of Chinese want to buy more foreign products because they don't trust China products. Safety and quality are the main concerns. Right? The next one is price. International brands and products cost more in China. Why? Because of taxes and duties, tariffs, if you will. They say in China, you got import tariffs, Kurt, that range from 6.4% to 25%. Then, of course, there's a consumption tax, a sales tax, and even a value-added tax. As a result, most American brands cost more in China, even if they're made in China. I treat an American shopping center like a discount mall. 
even if nothing is on sale. I buy a lot and I save a lot of money. Chinese spenders have shifted their focus in America. Yeah. It's amazing. They talk about the Great Firewall. China established what's called the Great Firewall more than a decade ago, limiting access to many foreign information sources. We can't visit Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Wikipedia, and most American news websites from mainland China. Yes, we can buy goods from Amazon or other e-commerce sites, but the taxes make it extremely prohibitive. Traveling abroad is a significant way for us to gain a real connection to the outside world. And shopping is a big part of that, says the article. Owning international brands and products is not only a matter of prestige in China, but it shows that we're still, quote, global citizens. Anyway, it's a big old article, but I think it highlights the point that Pat Buchanan's making. America built China. America turned China into this, quote, what's the term, Kurt, that he uses? Into this massive middle kingdom. Hmm. Good point. And Trump is the only uh, one to take this on and discuss it openly and candidly to date. Uh, And even the Chinese are admitting to it. Uh, USA Today even documents it. Why we Chinese love to come into America? It's the shopping, stupid. We can't get the stuff that we make for you guys. It's too tariffed. It's too taxed. It's too. So we got to come to America to get the stuff that we built for you so we can buy it ourselves, too, and become prestigious in China. See, the greatest economic engine is on display, Kurt. And between those two sources, Pat Buchanan and USA Today has documented pretty well this Middle Kingdom that, that Pat speaks of. That's a great point, Sam. And, uh, you know, he points out as well in his article, rather lengthy, by the way, uh, says for three years, the U.S. establishment has not ceased to howl about Russia's theft of emails, etc. He said yet the greatest cybercrime of the century was Beijing's theft in 2014 of the personnel files of 22 million applicants and employees of the U.S. government, many of them holding top secret comp. Uh, clearances compromised by this theft said then FBI director James Comey was a treasure trove of information about everybody who has worked for tried to work for or works for the United States government Um, undeniably he says Russia is a rival but Putin's economy is the size of Italy's while China's economy challenges our own and China's population is ten times that of Russia and four times that of the USA uh, you know, uh, he and then, of course, he mentions the most favored nation status that we gave him back in 2001. Uh, he says, are Americans willing to make the sacrifices to force China to abide by the rules of reciprocal trade? And let me or answer that question. Trump- let me answer yeah. uh, Pat's wise question, Kurt. You ready for the answer? It all depends on how the media spins it. If the media doubles down in defense of America, defending the greatest economic engine the world has ever known, and defends free market principles, and rejects the communist, abusive, hostile, evil nature of China, uh, and, and we spin it, or I should say we tell the tale properly in the media, then I believe the American people do have a stomach for this. But if the American people are lied to, and it's like, oh, the poor Chinese, poor Johnny can't get you know his Christmas gifts this year. Oh, by golly. Um, and we go down that road of manipulation of the real truth, acting like the, the communist dictators, the, the 
are the good guys, and, and, and we, the people who want liberty and freedom, are the bad guys. For example, you got 6% to 25% tariffs on goods coming in from China. It's too prohibitive for the Chinese to buy. We're talking about just matching their tariffs, and the media beats us up like we're the evil guy running around. But they've been doing this to us for decades. Donald points it out, and then they say, Donald, you just hate Chinese. Mm, you're going to probably uh, tweet out something about people with slanted eyes, aren't you, Donald? And then it becomes this racist, Donald's the enemy, Donald hates everybody, Donald's going to ruin the world, Donald's going to... And they manipulate this till the cows come home. The people are, uh, sadly, um, indoctrinated to follow this, this, this media lead. So it all depends, the answer to Pat Buchanan's question, it all depends on how the media is willing to honestly deal with this or not so honestly, Kurt, in my opinion. That's really where the rubber meets the road. If we bring out the facts about their one-child policy, how they've been murdering little baby girls for decades, and how the poor Chinese women are just in horror about the forced abortions that go on, and we talk about how the products aren't even safe in China to the point where Chinese want to come to America according to USA Today, to buy American goods that they built and sent to America to bring them back for prestige and to bring them back for safety concerns and to bring them back so they become affordable, uh, etc. When you start to really paint the picture on what's going on here, the hostile nature of China trying to take over Taiwan and Americans defending Taiwan to say, wait a minute, let's, let's arm them so this doesn't happen. Let's, okay, this balance of a predatory middle kingdom uh, that's been under wraps for quite some time. The documentation of the New York Times highlighting years and years and years ago that the Chinese want to play the nuclear option, financially speaking, to bring America to its knees. You bring all this up, reality discussion, then pretty soon Americans will be like, absolutely, we can stomach this and deal with this, and we will, and we'll find a better way. But if America is manipulated by the press into believing that, man, Donald's a whack, the Chinese are the good guys, um, and poor Americans are the victims, uh, then uh, I don't know, Kurt. But I believe the answer to the question is the media and how we handle it and how much of a clout we have to force the truth into the media via Pat Buchanan's articles on the Internet, via us um, working with Pat and others to bring this great think tank mentality to the airways for discussion and to, to make these discussions and these realities transparent. I think that's where the rubber meets the road, Kurt, personally, and that's why we do what we do. But I wanted to answer that question because I think it's so critical to understand. They have almost dictatorial control in the media about what we believe and think, Kurt. Sadly, true. Well, it's a great point, Sam. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I was thinking about the president's Twitter feed and as well as his, uh, you know, YouTube and the different things like that. And the White House uh, website you know, the, uh, ability to get the word out too, that's Kurt. That's right. The continued new media taking center stage and the old media hmm, kind of continuing to move away, I think. I pray so. So continue with this column, though. Pat's right. I just wanted to highlight that point and answer his question. Yeah, that pretty much covers it uh, with Pat uh, here. And uh, But it's know, a great he, article, and it highlights something that yeah. we're really not talking much about that we need to be talking about. I'll tell you that right now. Next headline, trade wars, struggling farmers, quote Trump. Ruining our markets. No one's buying our products no more. CNBC with this article. And this is uh, exactly points to what I'm talking about, Kurt, doesn't it? Well, and uh, uh, at least in my opinion, when you get these governments manipulating, uh, well, markets, which is what 
you know, uh, happens when you do the tariffs and different things like that. I just find it interesting. Uh, in this case, they're uh, the, they're talking about U.S. farmers, and they say they lost one of their biggest customers this week after China officially canceled all purchases of U.S. agricultural products. Now, they say this is a retaliatory move uh, following President's Trump pledge or President Trump's pledge to slap 10 percent tariffs on 300 billion of Chinese imports. Um, but to me, Sam, uh, you know, there's there's one world here and there's so many people that are going to eat uh, or use uh, agricultural products and say China doesn't get them from America they're going to have to get them somewhere and then those people that used to sell those products to wh- whoever it was they can't buy them there so then there should still be a market for those products right? Let's talk more about it Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite hard hitting talk station Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The two staffers assigned to watch accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein in a federal lockup cell reportedly slept for much of the time they were supposed to be guarding him. That's according to the New York Times. Epstein found hanged in his cell over the weekend. Former mayor of New York Rudy Giuliani is also a former prosecutor there, and he says that facility has clearly gone downhill in recent years. I remember that facility as being one of the most secure facilities in America. Never had a problem with them because it was so well-managed. American rapper ASAP Rocky has been found guilty of assault following a street fight last June in Stockholm, Sweden. A Swedish court saying today that he doesn't have to do any more jail time there after serving a month in a Swedish detention center, but he has to pay the victim restitution. And you're listening to USA Radio News. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials, what, for a decade? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are, like, falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. An Ohio teen accused of threatening federal agents online had reportedly been hoarding ammo for months. Prosecutors say 18-year-old Justin Olson took to social media to say he supported the recent mass shootings in Dayton and El Paso, as well as attacks on planned parenthood clinics. When Olson's home was raided yesterday, investigators say they found 15 rifles, 10 semi-automatic pistols, and about 10,000 rounds of ammunition. 
President Trump addressing workers at an energy plant in Pittsburgh yesterday. He was speaking about energy policy, but also talking about his chances of winning re-election. Can you imagine if I got a fair press? I mean, we're leading without it. Can you imagine if these people treated me fairly? The election would be over. Have they ever called off an election before just said, look, just let's go. Go on, four more years. Trump also complaining about trade imbalances with Japan and China. And this is USA Radio News. All right, these trade issues are real, ladies and gentlemen. Trade wars, struggling farmers. Trump ruining our markets. No one's buying our products no more. CNBC. No one's buying our products, Kurt? I thought we just had an article in USA Today. Said Chinese love coming to America to buy their own products because they can't get them in China. Uh, I don't know. That's people not buying our products no more. Uh, The fact is people come all the way from China to America to buy the products they build and send to America only to bring them back to China because they can't get them in China. And it's that. Wow. China's a threat, but America can prevail, says Pat Buchanan. I think you sew all these three together, and somebody's lying somewhere, Kurt. Well, that's a great point, Sam. And, uh, you know, you look at, uh, there was another, several other Chinese stories, it seemed like, uh, over time. One of them, it seemed like they had bought, um, you know, American University. Uh, I mean, uh, like you say, I think they like to uh, buy uh, in this CNBC piece where they're saying that struggling farmers, uh, et cetera, no one's buying our product no more. And I'm kind of like, hmm. Uh, but it says China's exit piles on to a devastating year for farmers who have struggled through record flooding and an extreme heat wave that destroyed crop yields and trade war escalations that have lowered prices and profits this year. One guy, he's uh, in North Dakota. He's farmed there for 35 years. He says, really, really getting bad out here. And uh, I'm just, as somebody who's been in the... Uh, you know, farming world, if you will, uh, you know, I just don't understand it. Like, let's say you're uh, in North Dakota and you're raising wheat and you usually are shipping uh, your product to China and they say, we're not buying it anymore. Well, China's going to be buying it from somewhere. Uh, and so let's say they start buying it from Argentina and the guys that Argentina usually sells to can't get theirs from Argentina anymore, so then they have to get theirs from North Dakota. Uh, it seemed like you know you you'd have a market like that, uh, you know. But hey, you know that's just silly old me talking, you know, about markets. You know, well, I mean, and the problem is they mock Trump as if he doesn't have a clue, Kurt. But yeah. as far as I can see, hey. We're doing pretty good. We're certainly bringing the trade issues up. Pat Buchanan's right. Donald's the only one to really talk about the fleecing of America. We've literally had trade deficits for my whole life for 50 years, Kurt. To the point where the the wealth of the greatest economic engine is just literally built. The communist nation and, and their view that they're like the center of the world. Right? Their view that they're literally like the premier nation, right? The Middle Kingdom. We've built it, Kurt, with our money. They could have never built it with their communist antics. Never. 
Okay, And the only way they've been able to build it is by feigning liberty or feigning freedom. But if you ask the Chinese, they can't even get on Facebook in China. They can't view half our websites. They can't buy the products that, that we have them make for us. They can't even buy their own products they make unless they come to America to buy them and then take them back. Okay, this is just, wow. Anyway, there you have it. I think that Trump's on to something. Pat Buchanan's on to something. And uh, I say we have more of it. That's for sure. Now, Bernie Sanders is in the news, huh, Kurt? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, not not surprisingly, in this case, the headline reads, uh, Bernie Sanders add new rights to U.S. Constitution, uh, rewrites document to include wages, health care, education, housing, retirement. Um, what do you say about that, Sam? I think the guy's a nut. I mean, this is a guy that's supposed to swear an oath to the Constitution, Kurt. Wasn't he like a senator or whatever? I think he even is still. And this guy's uh, going to uh, swear an oath to the supreme law of the land and then say... Add new rights to the U.S. Constitution? Yeah, it's amazing, uh, you know, when you look at these things. Uh, but uh, wouldn't it be nice if they actually just read the Constitution and followed it like it is? And and then, uh, you know, we could do that for like 50 years and see how things go, you know? But Bernie is a flat-out hardcore socialist, Kurt, and the media doesn't really articulate to you what that means, right? Well, I think I think Americans, if they really they understood what, that way, I think if America really uh, the American people really understood what Bernie Sanders flat out stands for, America would turn against Bernie in a heartbeat, Kurt. Well, yeah, but that that's where the uh, you know he who owns the media makes the rules. So if the media was doing its real job and saying, look, <laughs> you know, like on a story like this, they'd say. How in the world could you ever afford that, Bernie? It's just not possible, and it's not uh, the way it's supposed to be. Any successful economy and nation has never done that, and you can't can't do it. Even families can't do that, you know? Yes. I don't know how to respond to that. It's so sad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so sad what's going on here. Uh, in America, but it all comes down to how the press deals with things. Yep. Rages, wages, health care, education, housing, and retirement. What else could there be besides that, Kurt? I mean, doesn't that literally touch everything? Mm-hmm. Good point. I mean, it's amazing. But I guess, what, is that taken seriously by this politician, Kurt? You know, I I I feel like he's just like a clown, and yet um, so many people, I guess, fall for his uh, lies, his uh, line, I guess you could say. I think it's because the media gives him, uh, what do you want to say, clout? Yep. I mean, yeah, isn't that I really so. kind of how it is? They're, well, they're his pals. If the media told uh, the know. truth about him, though, Kurt, he would be the clown you speak of. They'd be like, I mean, I mean, this guy's not even, you know. That's a good point. He swears an oath to the Constitution then talks about rewriting it at the same time. How does that work? Do you think if you want to rewrite it, but you swear an oath to it, that you would uh, uphold it while you're working on legislative voting? 
great. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, right? But that's what we have. All right, there's a new video Kurt wants to tell you about. Let's see. New video documents how states stole a four-year-old homeschool activist. I guess activists are creating, it's a homeschooler that's four years old, but activists are creating a campaign to restore the victimized family. Bob Unruh, WND, with that piece. Yeah. Now, I guess this isn't, um, you know, really surprising to most of us uh, who uh, follow this, but uh, uh, the Texas Homeschool Coalition is distributing a video and a petition to restore a family whose four-year-old son was seized by state officials without apparent legal justification. Uh, The Facebook video describes how this kid, uh, Drake, Pardo, it's a health challenge son of Ashley and Daniel, was taken from his family by Child Protective Services. Uh, according to the website set up by the homeschool group, a doctor who never had seen the child or the family reported them to the state agency. The agency admitted in court it scheduled a meeting for the family and the hospital without ever informing the family then took custody based on the fact the family wasn't at the meeting the doctor cited by cps or child protective services for removing the child admitted under oath that she had never read all of drake's medical records admitted under oath that she had never even met drake admitted under oath that she never thought there was an emergency and admitted under oath that she had never asked for drake to be removed so who's going to prison then well that's a great question, Sam. You literally sure. steal a four-year-old from the parents, and you don't have all the evidence, all the medical records. You don't know who, uh, you know, gave the quote order to steal the kid. You, I mean, the whole thing is just psychotic on steroids. But again, this is where government runs amok, Kurt. Yep. And uh, you know, you look at this whole thing, and you think about that phrase "Make America Great Again," and ask yourself. When did we get the uh, Child Protective Services? Uh, you know, we, we eliminate God out of America, and we take God out of schools, etc. And then we, uh, you know, we've got Child Protective Services. Man, uh, they they seem like the opposite. It's kind of like when they say they're pro-life, and they're really they're <clears throat> or pro-choice. They're really they're pro-death. You know, it's just a mess, isn't it? Sadly, factual. I don't know really how to respond to it. Except, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. But you know what, Kurt? We've got fake news everywhere. I mean, the author, Dellingpoll, who's that, a Breitbart author, Kurt? Yes. All right. Dellingpoll says every story you read about the environment is number sign fake news. Let's talk about that yeah, when we get or back. That hashtag fake news, yeah, right? I say number fake news because that's what it really is. I know it's a hashtag, yeah, but good you know. point. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win 
they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support publisher C.J. Hadley's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that will preserve the vanishing resource of the American cowboy. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery that celebrates our history, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Range Magazine also features great holiday gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book, Tales from Out There. You can order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. Delling Poll, author Breitbart writes, every story you read about the environment, hashtag fake news. Now, sadly, Kurt, I'm starting to agree that that's true with very few exceptions. Now, again, um, I'll play Kurt for a second. Not every, but virtually every. Kurt, Delling Poll's right. Well, and you you know, we've talked about this quite a bit lately with the uh, trees and the different things like that. Uh, you know, I saw one uh, just barely that I sent you in the New York Times says that uh, lawns are symbols of racism and they're bad. For yes, they world. are. <laughs> you want to know why, Kurt? I guess um, wealthy people have a lawn. Well, lawns are colors, Kurt. Don't you know that? Lawns are green. Oh, yeah. They need to be... Uh, them green-colored lawns. Well, there you go. You know. New York Times, larger symbols of racism and bad for global warming. <laughs> wow. Now, see, I don't believe that stuff. But this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about with Delling Pulse Point, seems right? Like, it seems like it cools you when you're on the lawn, Sam. I mean, compared to, like, asphalt and stuff, the lawns. You know, like when I go to the farmer's markets and stuff, the farmers all want to be on grass and stuff instead of asphalt and concrete, you know, so that that whole warming, you know, I think it's cooling. It seems well, like what gives me. them? What do they want us to put in this place, Kurt? Do they oh, uh, say? It's just, you know, it's just more talk about, um, you know, same old stuff, right? You know. Yeah, but do they say what they want in its place? Fake if we're going to say lawns are racism and bad for global warming, then what do they? Do they have a proposal of what to put in place of my lawn? 
they say they've got this new expose they say where uh, they say lawn care is problematic uh, once viewed through the lens of social justice lawns are contributing to pollution and climate change that's what their narrator David Botti uh, says their origins are far from woke I guess that's what is that where you uh, come out of your uh, coma in a slumber state. Yes, sir. Yeah. In a seven-minute video on the history of American lawns, uh, Body says lawns are part of the colonizing of America, which transformed the landscape from pristine wilderness to identical rows of manicured nature. These lawns come on the backs of slaves. Uh, he continues, <laughs> zooming in on a painting of uh, George Washington in a field to highlight men cutting the grass with scissors. Uh, it's grueling, endless work. By the 1870s, he says, we also see American culture slowly start to embrace lawns for the privileged masses. The video explains that the perfect lawn is associated with By the way, just so you know, lawn. most governments mandate lawns, Kurt. I don't know if you know, but in a lot of subdivisions with all the covenants that they have and stuff like that, and they have HOAs and everything else, I've been in real estate Good for point. a long time. I happen to know of which I speak. They literally mandate that once you move in, you can't even get the house finished and sold in the subdivision covenant-wise without planning a lawn in the front yard first. And that's why a lot of these houses that you buy, they give you a front lawn. They don't do the backyard because, hey, it's too expensive, but they, they force a front lawn in a lot a lot of this is mandated by your government, ladies and gentlemen. So it's just yeah, fascinating yeah, how this basic. is, right? Yep. Uh, you know, anyway, the New York Times. I got a question. Imagine them taking time to do a story about lawns, but they can't really cover like Federal Reserve or the IRS. Good point. You know? I got a question, though. Black people can't be racist, right, Kurt? You know this. Of course not. But if a black person has a lawn, is their lawn racist? And the black person not well, racist? Well, yeah. If, if they're Ben Carson or, uh, you know, Star Parker or someone. What if they're Lloyd from Marcus, the hood and they got a lawn? Well, then it's okay. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, is, is the lawn racist but the black person not? Or is the owner the racist? Because you, know, you shouldn't have an owner of a lawn either, <laughs> said you, Kurt. They say the time links to a 2005 report from NASA that said there are more lawns in the United States than irrigated cornfields. And they, they attempted to quantify how much water is used to keeping lawns alive in many areas of the country. Now, let me ask this next um, question, Kurt. There's a guy. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and he uh, happens to be Hispanic, okay? Uh -huh. But he was born and raised in the United States, and he's an American citizen. But he's Hispanic by, what, ethnicity? Is that the right term? Yeah. All right. And he um, fixes my lawn, Kurt. He, he checks my sprinklers every year and makes sure everything's all cool and adjusts uh -huh. them and gets me a rolling and everything else and stuff like that. And if I'm a racist with a racist lawn and I hire a Mexican dude to um, work on that thing, I mean, isn't that just like the epitome of the point? For sure. Except same. here's I the mean, deal. Um, my yeah. lawn came with my house. It was mandated by covenants uh, in the beginning. And uh, when I got my house with the racist lawn, and, uh, I just thought of the best person I knew to handle my sprinkler system and my lawn. The guy's a landscaper. The guy's brilliant. Um, the guy's honest. And so I chose him, and we have this contract, Kurt. Um, he does, cool. he does uh, um, landscaping. And I chose him as an honest landscaper to do the work for me. And he works, and then I yep. pay him, Curtis, how it goes down. 
you pay him for his work. Of course. You know, uh, I find it interesting, Sam. I mean, because I uh, want to support his know, family because he's a good guy. Yeah. These days, uh, we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, New York Times piece where it says lawns are symbols of racism and bad for global warming. But, uh, you know, what is so amazing to me is today, Sam, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's politically correct to go to the gym uh, and get some exercise. But like if you're a, a guy pushing a lawnmower around. You know, walking around doing the lawn and doing that kind of sweating that way. You know, that's just like slavery, I guess. Huh, Sam? Well, all my boys, you know, my first, I've got four boys. And uh, the first boy, when he came, got about to be about 12 years old, I said, hey, son, I'll, I'll make you a deal. You got to make some money, man. You got to learn to work and stuff like that. And you're not 16 or 15. You're not even old enough to go to work yet, according to government mandates and dictates. And But, man, you got to be able to work, buddy, and make some cash. And so I said, I'll buy you a lawnmower and the equipment you need. And what I want you to do is learn to mow lawns. And then I'll let you pay me back for the equipment that I bought by mowing my lawn. And I won't charge any interest. And my kid ignored it at 12. When he turned 13, he's deciding he needed to make some money. He's like, Dad, is that offer still good? I said, heck, yeah. So we went down there together, and we learned about lawnmowers, and we studied them, and we decided, and he decided which one to buy. And, you know, I helped the process a little bit, and he bought some equipment. And then we wrote up this flyer and put it out in our community and told everybody that, hey, my son mows lawns, and several different neighbors were so delighted and supported him. And so my son mowed lawns, and he earned a bunch of money to serve a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. cost him over $10,000, but he earned all the money himself. Then he sold the business to his younger brother, and then the younger brother did the same thing, and then he sold the business to the younger brother, and the younger brother did the same thing, and then he just sold the business to the youngest brother. Now the youngest brother's got the business, and you know they've got a couple of lawnmowers and trimmers and uh, blowers and anyway they got a bunch of equipment and, and they do all this stuff and they learn to work hard and they learn to sweat and uh, learn to fix equipment and learn to work a little bit on engines and one kid took a class on small engines and learned about how to maintain those things and all that kind of stuff and they learned how to negotiate with clients and write up a flyer and run a little business and make some money and and it's just been a blessing now i guess kurt that i just put my kids into servitude didn't i Except they work freely and they make money and they get paid and stuff like that. Now, don't tell the IRS, Kurt, because, you know, that could go south fast. All I'm telling you is uh, this is just these people are off the rails, unhinged crazy, Kurt. They're crazy. All right. Any other tidbits on this one? Lawns are symbols of racism. All right. We'll try to catch Kurt uh, on the flip side. I guess he disappeared. We'll try to get him back here. Headline says, Epstein, dead or alive. Body photos raise questions. Nobody trusts anything the government says anymore except for the left. Great article. Great concern uh, about this. The Jeffrey Epstein thing we've talked about quite a bit on the radio. I don't believe what we're being told about this. And you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you remember back uh, years and years and years ago, there was a Kenneth Trenadu story. And Kenneth was in an Oklahoma jail relating to the Oklahoma City bombing in some way, uh, or at least around that same time, and he was implicated in some things. And Kenneth was getting ready to talk, and somehow he wound up dead. They claimed it was a suicide. The problem is the government didn't count on his brother, Jesse Trenadu. And Jesse Trenadu was a well-known attorney from Salt Lake City that said, man, when we got back my brother's body, it was all beat up and bruised. He was even bruised on the bottom of his feet, man. 
something isn't right about this case. And so Kenneth Trenadu's death was researched by Jesse uh, Trenadu, the attorney brother. And literally the government got caught with their hand in the cookie jar that, you know what? It wasn't a suicide at all. Uh, Kenneth was kept from talking by somebody somewhere. Uh, and there's implications that it was uh, related to the Oklahoma City bombing case and more. And I don't know what's going on here, but I see an eerie comparison between the Kenneth Trenadu murder that they claim was a suicide and the Jeffrey Epstein murder, which they're claiming was a suicide. This idea that we jump to a conclusion, nobody investigates. This idea that I mean, the media and everybody's saying it was a suicide and he hung himself. But the autopsy report coming back says, wait a minute, we don't have the answers yet. We're waiting on more information. Now, how do you say it was a suicide when the guards weren't there because they didn't do their duty? One was not even a certified complete guard. The log entries lied. They didn't go visit him like they claimed they did. There was supposed to be a cellmate in the cell with him, but yet that cellmate, I guess, was removed earlier. The cameras aren't there. All we have is these photos. Epstein dead or alive. Body photos raise questions. Nobody trusts anything the government says anymore except the left. This is an example of I, I find eerie comparisons uh, between the lies the FBI told in the Ammon Bundy case, the lies they told in the Kenneth Trinidad case with what's happening to Jeffrey Epstein. Now, I'm not defending Jeffrey. I'm saying that I don't trust what's going on here. And more and more and more Americans are saying the FBI is not to be trusted. The Justice Department is not to be trusted. These are the ones that claim they had the dirt on Donald Trump for over two years of Russian collusion and came back with literally nothing. And now we're supposed to trust this case. Curdy, are you around for the final tidbit here? All right. Anyway, uh, so this is serious and it's a tragedy deal. All right. There's an article out. Election 2020. Headline says, seven compelling reasons for Michelle Obama to run. And uh, this is kind of an interesting, uh, in my opinion, situation. The question is, uh, it's been denied. Hey, Michelle's not interested in running, but uh, some are saying, don't you dare believe it. And Kurt always says, hey, nothing uh, is official until it's been denied. So that's kind of an interesting twist. Right? Makes you think. It makes you think indeed, doesn't it? Makes you kind of wonder what on earth is going on here. Will Michelle run in the 2020 election? I don't know the answer, but I'll tell you this. It would surprise me a bit if Michelle ran. All right. Sorry we lost Kurt. A little bit of technical difficulties, I guess. No, no, no big deal. Well, Kurt will be back with us tomorrow. Thanks for being alongside with the ride. For Sam and Kurt and all of you, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. You got to get involved. All right? You got to live according to God's laws and teach others to do the same. It is about God, family, and country. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate today. Live and on demand. Free audio at your fingertips. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.